Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Poimano, bringing you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and mega church pastor Dag Heward Mills. We're so blessed to have you join us this Friday for yet another impactful message. In today's message, Dag Heward Mills encourages you to be a real disciple of Christ and to walk down the less popular path rather than siding with the majority, headed on a broad road to destruction. Let's listen to today's teaching. Let us pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to share your word. Lord, we pray for the spirit of revelation and wisdom and understanding. Guide us, Holy Spirit, and all truth. Just pray for a moment and ask God to give you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, in understanding, in the knowledge of his word. Father, we thank you for this great opportunity that we have in you to serve you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus for your great blessing that you give to us today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. You may be seated. Tonight I want to share with you about um, salvation. Amen. Salvation. And um, because I want you to be able to share about salvation in 100 different ways. And that is what I'm doing. And I've shared about 10 of the ways. I've got about 100 to go. Amen. So today I'm talking about or preaching about the narrow way and the broad way. The narrow way and the broad way. And I'm reading from Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. It says, Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to distraction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Amen. This is a very powerful admonition by Jesus to us. These are the words of Jesus. I know a church called Straight Gate Church. Straight Gate. It's a nice name. If you are going to start a church, it's a good name. Straight Gate Church. Or a ministry. Straight Gate Ministry. Narrow Gate. Straight Gate. (laughs) Wow. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. 
and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be which find it. Amen. Number one, when you choose Jesus Christ, you are choosing between two ways. You are choosing between a narrow way and a broad way. Amen. As long as this earth remaineth, following Christ will be a narrow way. It will never be a broad way. How do you know you are on the narrow way? You know you are on the narrow way by the number of people that you see on that way. Now, this is one of the commonest ways to know whether, I mean, where you are when you are driving in an area that you do not know. You look for the number of cars that are going that way. Sometimes in Accra, when you are going through certain lunguses, do you know lungus? A lungus. You know, some shortcuts and other uncharted courses without tar on them. You want to know whether it is the narrow way or the broad way. In that case, the broad way is the right way. That is the way that a lot of taxis and buses are passing. That is how you know that is the right way. Because the buses and the taxis know the way. Is it not true? So when you see them all going there, even if you don't know the way, you follow them. Even they may be seem to be heading to a river, but there is a way by the river that they use every day. How many have understood what I'm talking about? So that helps you to know the broad way. Many there be that go in their art. Now, in spiritual things, um, as long as the earth remaineth, following Christ will always be a narrow way. Unless what Jesus said has changed. But it has not. Today, when you look at the kind of churches that are in existence, and the numbers of people that profess to be Christians, you may get the impression that the narrow way has become a broad way. And that many there be that go in the right way. But it was not true, and it is still not true. Sometimes what happens, or what is actually happening, is that the population, right, has increased greatly. And relative to the population that has expanded so much, the larger churches 
and all the churches combined still make up the narrow way. And the true believers who are truly working with the Lord still make up the narrow way. When you find out those who are really following the Lord, you will find out for yourself that they are indeed the minority. You see, we all take great comfort when there are a lot of people with us. When you fail an exam, the first thing you look for is who else has failed. So, who else has failed? If your relationship is broken up, you immediately look around to see who else has his relationship been broken up. Is it not true? If you get divorced, you immediately look around to find those who are also divorced. Because everybody wants company. And there is a saying that joy shared is double joy. And when you share sorrow, it is half of the sorrow. So if you have sorrow and you have somebody to share, which are we all filled. Amen. So many, many times, people want to, to feel that we are in the majority. Amen. But in spiritual things, you must not seek to be in the majority. Because in spiritual things, many times the minority is right. Amen. So the walk that you and I are walking today is a narrow road. Very few people walk on the right way. I didn't say it all. The Bible says it. Enter in by the straight gate. That is our topic. The narrow way and the broad way. Enter in by the So seek to enter by the right way. And you will discover. Often when you are on the right way. That there are not many with you. On that way. At least that has been my experience. When I became a Christian. In my class in Achimota school, um, after a while I found out that, you know, to be in from five and to be going to SU, not many. That's what I, I'm, I'm explaining to you because we are all trying to go to heaven. And the Bible says that the way that leads to heaven is narrow. And the gate is small. So when I found out that in Achimota school that few people in Form 5 go to SU, that was a revelation to me that I am on the right way. It's true. And then when you get to sixth form, as people become more and more elitist, you find out that fewer go to Scripture Union in those days. 
When I came into university and I became a Christian, I mean, I was a Christian and I was preaching in the university. Few people were interested in such things. When I stood up in the medical school bus to preach from Kolibu to Lagos, there were few people that would do something like that. And few people would spend their Friday night having all nights every Friday. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You see, I'm just trying to explain to you how many want to know whether you are on the right way or the narrow way? The right way or the broad way? Yeah. The right way or the wrong way? And I'm saying that, look around you and you will see that any time you pick the right way, there will be few that enter into that way. When I became a born again Christian, there were, and as up till today, there are very few half castes. When I say half caste, I mean my color. My color and President Rollins' color. There are few of us in SU. Just look around you and see if you can see any half caste. One or two. And when I be, even became a pastor, I found very few half caste pastors. That's why I formed a half caste fellowship of pastors. I'm joking. I told you, I always tell you when I'm joking. <laughs> Amen. You will always find yourself in a small road when you are doing the right thing. So that is not what you should worry about unless you are into politics and you need a lot of votes. When you start preaching the right gospel, huh? I tell you, even in the church, you will find yourself, you just look around you and you ask yourself, how many people are preaching what I'm talking about? And you'll find out that few people are walking on that road. It's true. I'm explaining to you step by step all the way to heaven. You are going to find fewer and fewer and fewer people actually are prepared to go that way. That is why Jesus said, choose the way that there are not many people on. Not that you don't, you have to say intentionally, I'm choosing this because there are no people. But it is a way to even know what is right. And in other words, those of you who are so bent on having the approval of large numbers of people must be healed of that kind of attitude so that you can do what is right because as long as you want to serve God the Bible says enter in by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction so when you choose Christ you are choosing between a narrow gate and a broad gate. Amen. Now, by the way, the Bible says that hell has enlarged her mouth. Now, there are so many people going to hell that as we speak now, 
There is an expansion project going on there. Hell is being enlarged to accommodate the masses of people that are rushing into hell at this time. Because every moment when somebody dies, he goes down to hell or up to heaven. So, and Kenneth Hagin describes, he said he has been, he's died a couple of times. He says he knows what it feels like when your heart stops. I was listening to the radio the other day and I heard Kenneth Hagin preaching. He said, when your heart stops, he said, you can actually feel the blood stopping. And it stops. And you see the blood coming until the whole body stops. And then your spirit jumps, comes out of the body. And you either go down or you go up. So brothers and sisters, I'm encouraging every one of us, don't look out for popular opinion. Many things that are, that the right, often it is not popular. Yeah. When I was preaching about loyalty, a lot of people have made fun of me and even of my books, who today are reading my books and studying them. A lot of people made fun of us. When we started branches, they made fun of us. They said, is this a branch? It's a cell. Today, they are all asking for permission, opportunity to preach in these cells. Especially the ones abroad. Hoping to get some pounds and some dollars. Mercy. When Moses was on his way to the promised land, he sent out 12 spies. Ten of the spies came back and said, Look, it will never work. It's a bad idea to go into this promised land. And the minority, the minority, that is Joshua and Caleb, they said, Yes, it's true, the people are big. They are strong. And in those days, it goes by size and by muscles. He said, the people are giants, but we can make it. Let us go. Let us go. Now, they were the minority. And they were right. And the majority was wrong. So, my friend, do not be a Christian who looks around. You know, sometimes when you preach, you know, there are some people, watch, always watch people's eyes. If you want to see somebody who looks for approval, when you are having a meeting... And even he cracks a joke or he says something. He looks at people to see whether people are laughing or sometimes talking to see whether they approve. But you have to come to the point where you say what you think. And you don't even bother to look at them. I don't even care whether you approve of what I'm saying or whether you don't approve of what I'm saying. You have to come to that point where you don't laugh. When you crack a joke, you laugh to see whether they, they are flowing with you or they, whether they find it funny or not. You are saying what you are saying. When Moses was leading the children of Israel, the Bible says they all murmured against him. Thousands and thousands of people. They said, Moses has misled us. Moses has, has is come to kill us. Moses is this. Moses is that. Moses is that. The majority, the masses. But they were wrong. They were wrong. They were evil. They were very wrong. 
Listen, my friend, you don't have to look for the approval of a lot of people. Once that thing is in you, you can easily go to hell. Easily. Easily. Because you look around and hope that somebody will approve of you. So all these are examples of people who were on a narrow way. Moses was on a narrow way. He was following God. The majority, all the people said, no, you have misled us. We should go back to Egypt. It would be better to be there and to die there than to follow you into this mad journey. But they were wrong. They were wrong. So my dear friend, it's a simple message tonight. Don't look out for the majority. Do what is right. Do what is right at the end of the day. Time will tell whether what you are doing is right or not. And above all, eternity will tell whether what you did was right or what you did was wrong. Hallelujah. Now when you go, number two, when you go on the narrow way, amen, you are choosing between two spiritual fathers. So the first point is that you are choosing, when you choose Christ, you are choosing between a narrow way with few people or a broad way with a lot of people. And I want to encourage you to choose the narrow way. Number two, when you choose Christ, you are choosing between two spiritual fathers. Amen. God as your father or the devil as your father. And if you remember, Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, which art in heaven. And if you remember one time, Jesus told his disciples, uh, he told the Pharisees and so on, he said, You are of your father, the devil. So those who choose the narrow way are also choosing God as their father. How many want to choose the broad way and have the devil as your father? There are some people who say, oh, we are all children of God. Not according to the Bible. According to the Bible, some people are children of the devil. According to the Bible, some people are sons of disobedience. According to the Bible, Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. And he was speaking to religious people. And he said, you are just like your father. And your father is Satan. They wanted to kill him for that. Because people never admit the truth. How many are going to choose Almighty God as your father? Then you can say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. But if you say, Satan is my shepherd, what is going to happen? It means I shall want. I shall want. He shall lead me to trouble. He shall lead me to curses. He shall lead me to fire. He shall lead me to hell. Ultimately, when Satan is your shepherd, he will lead you into darkness and into hell and into fire. There was a certain young man. His father was, I think, his mother was a strong Christian. She was praying for him. But he had not followed her ways. And he was now a drunkard doing all kinds of things. And he went for a holiday in New Zealand or Australia. And he was swimming in the, just in somewhere in the sea. And there, there are these jellyfish type of animals. You can't even see them. One of them stung him. And the poison is really lethal. So he began to die. He managed to come to the shore and they 
somebody took him to the roadside and he managed, nobody wanted even to take him. He managed to get a taxi which went and threw him in a hospital, at the hospital. When he got into the hospital, he was lying down there getting ready to die. And then he died. And suddenly, you see, when you die, you come out of your body and you, you stand by your body. For all that, you can check it on the internet, all those, because these days, they are able to bring a lot of people back. That is why when Michael Jackson died, they didn't just leave him. It took about one hour before they accepted that he was dead. Because for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you can, you, you, can be, you can be brought back. I mean, once the tissues have not autolyzed and there is still some space, you can be revived. There are many, there are injections you can inject into the heart, different kinds of things to spark the whole system again. They tried and they tried. So these days, there are a lot of people who come back. Some that declared that 10 minutes, the person has been covered with the sheet. No, he'll just get up and remove the dish and sit up in the room. And you see that. And one guy, he, he, he removed the thing and he sat up. He said, what's happening? The doctors almost died. Because they were sitting there writing his death certificate. They were writing the death certificate when the dead guy got up and removed the sheet up. Charlie, why? I know that when you still talk, say I die. <laughs> so the so this guy, I'm, t- I'm telling you about this particular guy. He came out of his body and he stood there. The whole place was dark because you come out before you move down or up, and the whole place was dark. Then he said, where am I? Then a voice said, you are in hell. Hey! And he was afraid. And the voice said, and you deserve it. You deserve it. He said, you are in hell and you deserve it. Charlie, the guy was terrified. You can read that story in my book, tell them. Let me tell you, it is a real thing. When you, when you walk away from God to the Broadway, where the, the masses are, Fooling, charming, doing everything. Huh? You are going to find yourself taking Satan as your father. Look, even in charismatic churches, you think we are all of us here on the narrow way. You'll be surprised. Many of us are on the Broadway, even though we are in the church. If you like, go to any drinking bar on Friday. And ask everybody who is jumping there. They've been blocking the roads. Jumping and jamming. Ask them which church do you go to? Some will say Lighthouse. Some will say Royal House. Some will say Central. Some will say Action. Everybody has a church. It's like a football team. Has of folk, cut or call. Abwasi, Goldfields. Everybody will mention a team that he supports. As to whether they are really in it and they are following the message, you cannot tell. Number three. When you choose Christ, you are choosing between eternal life and eternal death. And I've almost finished. John 3, 36. When you choose Christ, you are choosing between eternal life and eternal death. John 3 verse 36 says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. 
And he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Hallelujah. When you choose Jesus Christ, you are choosing life. How many want to live? How many really will die in Christ? How many really will live again? We shall live in the new Jerusalem. When you choose Jesus Christ, you are choosing abundant life. Bible says, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I remember many years ago when I was in medical school, I went to have a shower and there were some guys who had come from a certain jam and they were discussing as they were also bathing and I was listening to them and they were talking about how they were enjoying life. But as they were talking there, I realized that they were not talking about enjoying life. They were talking about enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. The Bible says when Moses came to years, he refused to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of Israel. Enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season is different from enjoying abundant life. When you have Christ, you have life. When you do not have Christ, you do not have life. When you choose Jesus Christ, when the day that I chose Jesus Christ, my life began. That's why I don't really mind when I die. Because I've been following Christ, I've been serving Christ, it has been a good life, I tell you. I mean, if I was to do it all over again, I don't know if I could start a little earlier. That is all. But a certain man who was 96 years old, he was about to die and they asked him, what should we write on your tombstone? And he said, right, four years old. Because I gave my life to Christ when I was 92. And as far as I'm concerned, I've wasted all those years. And it's only the four years that I knew Christ that are worth anything. When you find Christ, you come into a new life. Your whole life changes. Everything about you changes. Your way of living, where you go, the people you know, your friends. The kind of things that you do. The kind of company that you keep. When you find Christ, you have a new life. That's what Jesus meant when he said that. He that has the son has life. He that does not have the son does not have life. This is the life that you find in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Yes, I went to a good school. Yes, I came from a good home, but I did not have eternal life. But when I found Jesus Christ, eternal life came into me. And that is why one day when I die, I will just continue living with the Lord forever and ever. Amen. How many are enjoying a good life with Jesus Christ? Have you seen them advertising club beer? It's a good life. Is it Guinness or club beer? Star. It's a good life. Is it a good life? Star beer? There is no solution that has caused more quarrels than star beer and club beer 
and all other forms of alcohol. How can it be a good life? They don't tell the truth. Which solution has started more wars than this solution? Has caused more divorces than this solution? Has caused more unhappiness than this solution? Has destroyed more homes than this solution? Which, which, which solution has caused more diseases? Diseases. Something that destroys lives. You say it's a good life. Which solution? My chemical pathology lecturer, when he came and he was teaching us about alcohol, he said something, a lecturer from Nigeria, he told us, he said, he started alcohol is, the first definition of alcohol is the devil in solution. So when the devil is dissolved, when the devil is dissolved and you stare, it is called alcohol. I, I learned it in medical school. Is the devil in solution. And you say it's a good life Give me Jesus Christ Hallelujah And the eternal life Jesus, God, Bible says God so loved the world That he gave his only begotten son That whosoever believes in him Should not perish But should have everlasting life I want everlasting life Amen hmm. Number Four. When you choose Christ, you are choosing between two destinations. When you choose the narrow way, obviously you are choosing between the destination being heaven or destination being hell. You see, when you choose Christ, you are choosing between two ways, a narrow way or a broad way. When you choose Christ, you are choosing between having life or not having life. When you choose Christ, you are choosing between Two destinations, two fathers, the devil or God. But you are also choosing between two destinations. When you choose Christ, it's not a small decision. When you, when you choose your subject and you choose your school, you've chosen Aburi girls or you've chosen Wesley girls. It's very different from choosing Christ. Choosing Christ means your final destination is this place. Wow. That's why anytime you get on a plane, they always announce I never knew why they announced it till I found out that sometimes people get onto the wrong flight. Before you realize that you are headed for Singapore. When you are intending to go to London, you are going to Singapore. Hey. Two destinations, heaven or hell, which one will be your home? Heaven's song. There's a song like that, isn't there? There's a song. There's a land. Sing it. Where the streets are made of gold And all the people sing and dance around the throne There's a land. There's a land Where the streets are made of gold And all the people sing and dance around throne so many times I feel a ache down in my heart just longing for the day when I'll go home Prince of Peace Son of God bright and morning star 
built a kingdom full of mansions in the sky. When my life comes to an end, I'll begin to live again. Cause I'm flying off to heaven when I die. Sing it. Take my time, cause time has finally reached an end. I'll rest in his arms. How many are going to rest in his arms? He who built his kingdom with his life. And let the lullabies of paradise begin. Prince of peace, son of God, bright and morning star. He built a kingdom full of mansions in the sky. And when my life comes to an end, when my life comes to an I'll end, I'll begin to live again. Cause I'm flying up to heaven when I die. How many are looking forward to moving out of Ghana? To heaven, I mean to heaven. Or you want to stay in Ghana? Sure. We are talking about not we are not talking about I mean fifty years of independence where we don't have roads in most places. We are talking about somewhere where the streets are made of gold. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? We're not talking about a city where there's no water. Do you have water in your house? How many don't have water in your house? You don't have water. Ah! Huh? One year. No water. If you have water, it's a miracle. Three years. Ten years. You have not had water for ten years. Who? A citizen. And you say you want to stay here. You are joking. We are flying off to heaven one day. To be in glory forever and ever. Hallelujah. Those of you who didn't marry. Surely it won't be anything again. Yeah. Those of you who didn't have beloveds. Oh, we shall all be the same. When I see my wife in heaven, I'll just say, Charlie, how? How are things going? How's the place? Everything okay? Is there anything I can do to help you? Then I'll say, bye-bye, sister. Because when we get to heaven, we are all brothers and sisters. But otherwise, when we go to heaven, you have married twice, three times, four times. Which one will be your wife? Uh, Bishop Saki will have a serious problem. When he sees Juanita, Juanita will say, eh. No, 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 but it will not be like that. Hey. When he sees her, she will say, hey, gee. Charlie, I was monitoring you from here. That's what she will say. And we will all be happy. There is a guy, I tell you, when I read the story, I was surprised. And that, that's something that should comfort all of us. 
when the guy was raptured and he was going up, his body changed. And then he looked down. He said there was something he was surprised when he looked down this way. <laughs> when he looked down, do you know what he saw? Nothing. The, all the organs were gone. All this place was flat. Hey! You have become like an angel. <laughs> How many are looking forward to the day where actually everything will be gone? You are just like an angel. Hey! The guy said he was surprised, but he looked, it was like glass. There was nothing there. It's comforting. Listen, when you choose Christ, when you choose Christ, you choose between two destinies. You choose between eternity in heaven with peace, joy, or hell. That's why we preach. Because if you don't know Christ, you are going to go to hell. And to me, I would say the saddest, me, some of my saddest days are whenever I hear that a rich man has died. Yes. Two of the saddest, fu- I mean, funerals of my life. Princess Diana and Michael Jackson. Because I'm not thinking about, I mean, I don't, I'm not thinking about the person. I'm thinking that Charlie, because Princess Diana, do you know what was in her will? She gave her son a castle. That's what she had on a castle. You, do you have any two bedroom house there? She gave her children a castle in England. Hmm? She had castles, helicopters, and what have you. So mother, when she died, she said, I've given my son a castle. This castle and this castle are for my children. Hey. So the question is, where did she go? When she came out of her body in that Mercedes Benz, in that tunnel. I remember one time I went to Paris. I told the driver, take me to where? Princess Diana died. So he took me there and he said, this, this is the place. He showed me the, the place where the accident was. And I just imagined. So when she came out, hey! who came for her? Which way did she go? Did she go up or did she go down? Hey. The Bible says and the rich man, he lifted up his eyes. When he opened his eyes, Maybe they were in the car. Everybody closed his eyes. The Bible said, and then he lifted up his eyes in hell. And he cried. Where is this? Somebody who moved from castles, helicopters, Paris, hotels, wine, every drink you want, straight to where? Where did you go? It's something that disturbs me. Because if you are a poor man, you are a poor man. And you die. Even the transition may not be so extreme. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know. But maybe it will not be so extreme. Maybe you are not used to water. There's no water running in your area anyway. (laughs) 
your house there's no air conditioner it's, a, it's already hot you are used to heat you are, you are being used to heat for years when you sleep you wake up you are sweating you are wet <laughs> hey! whenever I hear people when the vice president died vice president Aka, and I saw them sprinkling his ashes at Winneba I was thinking so where is the man himself where is, where is he when uh, uh, what the minister finance minister who died before the election when he died I was thinking hey which way which way down or up Bible says descended hell is down heaven is up which way where will you go where will they go that's why we preach the gospel that's what happens when you choose Christ you choose between two destinations heaven or hell which one will be your home forever 50 years from now most of us sitting here will either be in heaven or hell you can't add 50 to your age Irene, have you added 50 to how old would you be in 50 years time 90 what 97 87 years old that's if you are alive 50 plus your age is how much 88 max how old will you be 83 60 years you'll be 93 whether you'll be here or not look around you and see how people die I know that's why we congratulate people hey 50 hey 60 that's why we have parties 70 it's a major thing heaven or hell that's why you must be conscious of salvation and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and that's what our job is is to preach and to warn the world choose the narrow way don't don't be bothered about how many people are following the way you are going choose the narrow way choose God as your father choose eternal life and choose heaven as your final destination hallelujah stand to your feet and let's pray All right. Lift up your hands and just thank God for salvation that has come to us through Jesus Christ. Oh God, we give you thanks, we give you praise. Oh, pick some fervent prayers into the atmosphere. Pray for the salvation of your family. Pray for the salvation of the people in your house. Pray for the people that God brings you into contact with. Pray that God will use you to do his work for the saving of souls. That's why we are here. That's why God sent us. That's why God anointed us. That's why God lifted us up. Oh, We give you thanks, Lord. We give you praise. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
Jesus, 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 Jesus. My God, my God, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for giving us eternal life through Jesus. Thank you for salvation through the blood, through the cross of Jesus. Thank you for your mercy, your kindness to us, to mankind. Thank you for saving us and preparing a place for us in heaven. Thank you for changing our destination. For we were going to hell. We were one sinners, Lord. But you commended your love to us by sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. We give you thanks, Lord. We give you, lift your hand and thank God right now for his mercy. Thank God for salvation. Renew your salvation in the Lord. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his kindness. Thank God for salvation through the blood of Jesus. Thank God that one day you will step out of your body and move straight up to glory, to heaven, to be with the Lord. Through the mercies of God. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great blessing tonight. Father, we pray for a consciousness of salvation, of what it means to be saved, of why we are preaching, of what the gospel is about. It's about choosing between a narrow way where there are few people and a broad way where there are many people. It's about choosing between eternal life and eternal death. It's about choosing between a father who is the devil or having almighty God as a father. And Lord, it's all about choosing between two destinations, heaven or hell. And we thank you as we lift our hands today for this great message. And we pray that you would anoint us to go to our homes, to go to our workplaces, to tell people about the narrow way that they have to choose Jesus. They have to take Jesus as Savior, as Master, and as Lord. We thank you for what you have begun to do now. Thank you for revival in this church. Thank you for a new way, a new day, a new chapter of salvation, of the blood of Jesus running through our heart. That it is entering our hearts, Lord. The importance of salvation is entering our consciousness, Lord. We give you thanks, Lord. And we give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed tonight, if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus, just every head bowed, every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Maybe somebody invited you tonight, but you know deep down in your heart that if you die today, you may be just like that rich man who died and went to hell. But I want to pray with you. You are here tonight. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want my sins to be washed away. I want my name to be written in the book of life. Help me to know God today. Please pray with me. If you are here like that, wherever you are standing, just lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. Lift up just your right hand. God bless you. Lift it up high. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Just lift it up. Pastor, help me today. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want you to pray with me. I want Jesus to wash away my sins. I want Jesus to receive me as his child today. God bless you. Lift it up. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see you. 
Alright, if you've lifted your hand, I want you to come to me in front. Come from where you are standing at the back. Come from wherever you are. Just come to the front. To Come, come from wherever you are. Come all the way to the front. I want to pray with you. I surrender all to Jesus. I surrender all to Jesus. Oh, clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. God bless you. God bless you. To the clap for them. Oh, they are choosing the narrow way. They are choosing the narrow way. They are choosing the narrow way. They are choosing God as their father. They are choosing heaven as a destination. Come from the back. Come and choose Jesus. Choose the narrow way today. I surrender all. I surrender all. People are coming, keep clapping, keep clapping. They are choosing, they are choosing, they are choosing. Choose another way today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great blessing. All of you who've come to the front, just lift up your hands, lift your hands up. And I want everyone to join in, lift your hands up, and let's pray together. Say after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for saving me today. Oh God, today I humble myself and I come to the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ. Oh God, everybody pray with me. Say, oh God, have mercy on me. Today I humble myself and I come to you. Lord Jesus Please wash away my sins Please wash away my sins With your precious blood Tonight Tonight I receive Jesus As my savior And my master Oh God Have mercy on me Please write my name In the book of life From today From tonight, from tonight, I belong to God and I will serve God. I will walk on the narrow way. I will follow Jesus. I will follow Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. Lift your hand and say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for setting me free today. In Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.